Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You know, the objective here is to get you informed so that when these things start coming to pass, which probably is not going to be too much longer, you are going to be able to give an answer. It's also, at least from my point of view, I want people to understand that the whole time I've been telling them the truth. When they can look back and say, you know what? Prophecy Club been telling us all this stuff so that one day when we point them to Jesus, they will believe us. Today we're going to be listening to I Saw Subs Attack America. This is from my very favorite speaker. Out of 160 speakers we had over 25 years, he's number one in my book. I just love Henry Gruber. Wonderful, wonderful Christian man. And it's part of a six-DVD offer that we have going right now. The six DVDs you can get, valued at $200, all available for a gift of just $50. Or you can go to WatchProphecyClub.com and watch all of our DVDs for a gift of $20 a month or $200 a year. Now, here are the six DVDs in this gift offer. Top Soviet War Plans for America. I'm not going to go into explaining them because we've already explained those over the last several broadcasts. I don't want to bore you. So Top Soviet War Plans for America by Jeff Nyquist. Russian Defector Warns America by Stanislav Lunev, the highest-ranking Russian military officer to ever defect to America. Russian Bear Awakes by yours truly. The Babylonians Are Coming by Pastor Massey. Russia's Secret Weapon to Defeat America by Bill Sneblin and Storm, Judgment, and Revival by Shane Warren. All six DVDs, valued at $200, gift of $50, prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112, or watch them all at watchprophecyclub.com. Now let's go listen to Henry Groover in I Saw Subs Attack America. President Yeltsin signed military doctrine in 1993 that reverses Gorbachev's doctrine. Now, Gorbachev did a lot of things before perestroika and glass nose. All they have to do is just cancel them out, and that's what's happening here. That reverses the Gorbachev doctrine of civilian preeminence over the military, and more significantly, renounce the Andropov era, no first use, nuclear pledge, propagandic, propagandistic as it has been. Now, that means... We, Gorbachev instituted saying, we will not strike first, we promise you. Yeltsin come in, and he just canceled that out, 1993. Says, we will not honor that anymore. Yeltsin's president, present military doctrine is a first strike strategy. It reserves the right to use nuclear weapons first in a conflict. Even veterans of the old Communist Party have expressed alarm at this. Military analyst, Aleski Abratov, Commanded in the, uh, boy, and I'll never get that name, but it's a Gazeta over in Russia. Here's what he said. A first strike strategy presupposes the unleashing of nuclear war. In 1993, Russia's Minister of Defense, General Gashev, said, A nuclear submarine fleet is the future of the armed forces. What was my vision? I repeat this. General Gashev of the Soviet Union of Russia states, a nuclear submarine fleet is the future of the armed forces. Contrary to many reports, the Russian ballistic missile and attack submarine force still enjoys high levels of construction and modernization. On the Russian invasion 
tape one and two and globalism, the invasions. I told you they are building and they are literally putting more and more submarines out. This is the confirmation of that. Some of you wrote to me and were critical of that and said, it's not happening. I know someone in intelligence and it's not happening. I'm sorry, folks. This is information that has been briefed in the Pentagon. This is documented. I could give you all the sources of this if you demanded them. The U.S. Navy intelligence estimates that Russia spent as much as $7.2 billion on submarine construction and modernization in 1994. Nine billion in ninety-five. Wait a minute. I think they mean business. We've been loaning them billions. While Russia's total number of submarines declines from one hundred and eighty-one to one hundred and twenty-two by the year of two thousand, supposed to anyhow, the overall quality of the force will increase markedly. In fact, by the end of nineteen ninety-nine, U.S. experts, U.S. experts expect at least twelve Russian subs will be quieter than the best L.A. class attack submarines. The U.S. has lost what has been touted as the primary and most important U.S. advantage over Russia, Russian undersea craft. Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral Broda, told Congress, This is the first time since we put Nautilus to sea that the Russians have had submarines at sea quieter than ours. As you know, quieting is everything in submarine warfare. The usually quiet submarines are improved. The improved Akula-class submarines. The Akula is an advanced nuclear attack submarine that first went to sea in 1985. Six units were built before the Russians shifted to the improved Akula II design, first seen in 1990. Russians continue to produce Akula IIs at a steady clip, nearly two per year with 12 units reported in 1995. 15 total in 1997. I thought they had plenty before all of this. Now, the Akula subs, listen about them. How effective are Akula 2s? Folks, this is Pentagon information. In 1996, is that up to date? U.S. officials acknowledged for the first time that the U.S. submarines could not find a Russian submarine, the Akula, operating off the coast of the U.S. Likewise, the Russian Post reported it, that a Russian cruise missile submarine spent nearly two weeks in September of 1997 off the coast of Washington and sailed undetected for four days, eluding the U.S. surveillance uh, vessels and aircraft. In fact, senior British officials see the Akulas as a serious threat to their Trident ballistic missile submarine fleet. In the early 1980s, concern about Soviet advances in quieting uh, led a senior U.S. submarine designer to declare, there is coming a time in the not-too-distant future when Soviet submarine silencing will to have improved to the extent that detection by passive sonar is possibly only a short range, if at all. But that time has come and gone. In 89, a top-level study showed that they are now at the point that they have far exceeded us in submarine Warfare. Where are we going? I know this is not good news. I know this doesn't make you want to jump up and down and shout yippee. And I can understand that. But I believe the purpose of this documenting this information is to shock us, America, into doing what is our responsibility, getting on our knees before God. We must, 
We must begin to approach this from a spiritual aspect. Obviously, I've been begun, I've begun telling you things that are overwhelming for you. If you think they're overwhelming for you, what do you think they are for me? I have to talk these things. As I told you in the beginning of this presentation, my desire was to stay in the realms of evangelism. But God said that America is not ready, and I want you to lay these works on the altar and go and warn the people of America. Why? Because He loves the people of America. Now, do you think that these things are going to happen and God is not going to do anything? Do you think He's just going to stand idly by and let this take place? He hasn't been standing idly by. In Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 22, he talks about one of those realms that I said. It begins with the pleadings of God. The pleadings of God. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him and overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Now I ask you in the pleadings of God, what, where are we at in that line? Pestilence? We have a problem with pestilences? A third of our timber across this nation, our trees are dead. The gypsy moth has been a main contributor of that, but we've had the Dutch elm disease. We've had so many diseases with our foliage, our, our, our plants, and our trees of this nation. All manner of pestilences. We have the pestilences in the waterways now. You're seeing this taking place. I hope to talk a few minutes about some of these things. This is the pleadings of God. And then he says, I'll plead with you with blood. We have the AIDS epidemic that is just literally plundering across the face of the earth. God is pleading. And then after blood is the rain and the overflowing rains. Has there been any rains and any floods lately around the world? You remember in the vision that I gave to you back in 1982, God showed me a hand and so much of a hand in a vision and it was kind of like a pointing, but then there was a big clock on the wall, and the minute hand was 20 minutes past 11 at night. I could see it was night out, and I saw this hand come up and touch the minute hand, and with one quick flip, it went to three minutes to midnight. And a voice spoke and said, the events will begin to occur with a Gatling gun effect. What does that mean? Rapid fire. Gatling gun was the first form of a machine gun, wasn't it? Back in our Calvary days. And I'm not talking about Calvary of the Cross. I'm talking about the days of the Old West. And the Gatling gun was revolutionary. The events with the Gatling gun, the firing of it, is conditional upon how fast you crank it. But the Gatling gun effect, I assure you, has gone into effect in the late 80s and in the 90s now. We're seeing the events happen with rapid fire. One seems to be overtaking another. It began the year of the floods. They called 1993 the year of the floods. And now the floods is commonly known all around the world. We have so many floods taking place. It is unbelievable. Floods galore. Rains and overflowing rains. You've been hearing anything about hailstones. Just back in, uh, in June, we had someone call us from Portland, Oregon. I think about end of June. I forget the exact day. And they said, are you all right? And I said, well, yeah, we're all right. What's the matter? And they said, well, it's just on the news here in Portland that you have basketball-sized hail falling. I said, where? 
He says, well, it's in Fort Dodge. Aren't you near Fort Dodge? I says, no, we're down a good hour and a half's drive below Fort Dodge, Iowa. Well, he says that basketball-sized hail has been falling in Fort Dodge across toward Mason City. He says, now they're showing on the television holes where the, the light is shining right through the roof and right through the ceiling where these big chunks of hail and the guy's holding a giant hail ball. Did any of you see that on the news? They saw it in Oregon. I didn't see it in Iowa. Thank goodness they didn't have the hail come down like that where we lived. But we had a terrible storm, I know that, and we begin to rebuke it and begin to pray. Cry out to the Lord for protection. Rebuke the tornadoes and rebuke the hail. We have the power to do that, and we need to begin to exercise this faith and this ability. I assure you, if you will exercise it, God will honor it. But you're going to have to exercise it. We wonder why our faith is weak. Well, what do we do? If you don't learn to exercise your body, you get weak. You're never going to win the Olympics and the big pumping the iron and the heavy-duty lifting by not exercising and building, pumping the iron. you got to do it. Well, overflowing rains, great hailstones, then comes fire. We've been having fires. We saw last year we had the fires in Indonesia and the peat moss bogs, and they burned for months and all across, clear over into Singapore and Malaysia. There was such smoke that people, thousands of people, were coming down sick and dying. It affected their economy and all kinds of things were occurring. Is this the pleadings of God? Yes. We've had fires across America here. The most recent ones, they fought, they burned for, for days and weeks. Where? In Florida. In the Everglades? Yeah. Fires burning across Florida. I was just in Florida and they said it was unheard of. They never had fires like that down through. There's too much water. No, not really. Not if God says there's going to be fires. These are the pleadings of God. The pleadings of God. And look what comes after fire. Brimstone. It's the pleading. Wait a minute. Brimstone is what God rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah. That's serious. That's burning limestone, burning sulfur, heavy-duty heat that turned the, the areas of the plains of those five cities over there south of the Dead Sea. There's five city areas that are nothing but ash today. I've walked in the area of two of the cities. The forms of the buildings are still there. All kinds of evidences of there. Even the Sphinx is there that was overlaid with gold, and they've taken the gold salts off of it and checked it out. And the labs in, in Jerusalem have stated that gold does not reduce down to this form in temperatures any less than four to 5,000 degrees temperature Fahrenheit. Well, God said that he melted them, and he melted them. Well, God is pleading today. And the last thing he wants to plead with is brimstone. But that's called the pleadings of God. So don't think it's the wrath of God. In Isaiah chapter 33, he asked the question, Who shall dwell in the midst of the everlasting burnings? You ever thought about that? That's a good question. Who shall dwell in the midst of everlasting burnings? And it gives you the answer. He that walketh righteously, verse 15, and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, and that shaketh his hands from holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. Do you fit in that category? We better begin to. We better begin preparation. What will happen to you if you'll do that? It says, you will dwell on high, and your place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks. Bread shall be given you, and your waters shall be sure. And it says, your eyes shall see the king in all of his beauty, and they shall behold the land that is afar off. What is the scenario of this chapter? 
The scenario of it is Isaiah 30, verse 1. Woe to thee that spoilest, and to you that was not spoiled, and dealest treacherously, and they dealt not treacherously with thee. When you shall cease to spoil, you shall be spoiled. That word cease there does not mean cease and desist in the original Hebrew. It means to bring to a consummation or bring to a fulfillment of the overall plan. I've been showing you the overall plan in this segment. You have seen it clearly. I think we have given to you pretty good evidence right out of briefings from the Pentagon that there is a danger. But we seem to refuse to believe it. One of our top generals of strategic command who has retired now, General Chain, stated that he had been laughed off the floor of the Congress three times. They don't believe that there is any danger. There's no threat. Well, you see, too many of them believe that the Cold War is over and this would be too dangerous for them to do. But you heard right out of the quotes from Labed that he, casualties means nothing. There's 5% that are wise. There's 5% that are stupid. All those in between will do whatever you tell them to do or they don't mean anything if you decide to wipe them out. They're just simply part of the system that you want to gain whatever you can. To you that spoils, when you shall make a complete consummation of what you're doing, then you will be spoiled. Now, that's what God says. Now, a consummation of this is something that you and I need to very seriously consider. What we're looking at in this nation We're looking at a period of time in which that our nation is being judged by God. Judgment must begin in the house of God. It always does. In Ezekiel chapter 9, God tells the men with the slaughter weapons to go forth through the city. Five of them with slaughter weapons in their hands. But before he sends them out, what does he do? He sends the man that's wearing the linen garment, verse 2 with a writer's inkhorn by his side. And he says he went in and stood beside the brass altar. Brass in the Old Testament is a type of judgment. So the judgment of God, that's not the wrath of God. Verse 3, And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was in the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen. God is calling to you ministers today. He's calling to you to go out and to mark them that sigh and cry. To mark, to literally identify the ones that are sighing and crying for the abominations that are committed in this nation. Are there any abominations being committed? I can show you all kinds of them. I've walked much of my life in cities, walking and praying. I've become very sensitive in my senses. I've done what the Hebrews 5.14 says. I've exercised my senses to discern both good and evil. If you spend as many years as I've spent exercising your senses, your senses become very keen. I've walked 12 to 16 hours a day for months in cities, walking every street. When you walk prayerfully 12 to 16 hours a day, not taking any thoughts personally, every thought that hits you, you ask the Father about it. You ask Him what His opinion is and what your responsibility is to Him. Your senses began to be very sensitive. And then you begin to hear... And my senses were tuned fine enough. You remember in Genesis where Cain killed his brother Abel. What did the father say to Cain about his brother? Where is your brother Cain? And Cain says, what am I to know? Am I my brother's keeper? 
That's a typical answer of a murderer. I didn't do it. I'm not guilty. Am I my brother's keeper? We're all our brother's keeper. And what did God say to him? He said, Cain, the voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. I could take you to cities across America where the blood of the infants is crying out from under the city sewers, coming from the abortion clinics. Their blood is crying out. And in the Old Testament, when God gave to the children of Israel the land, he said, you shall not do the abominations that those which lived here before did. If you do, that's Leviticus chapter 17 and 18. Study it out. He states the life is in the blood. If the life is in the blood, the blood can speak. And I've heard the cries of babies as I've walked streets, screaming out and crying out down through the center of the streets of cities. And then they wonder why upon the sidewalks there's drive-by shootings and all manner of rapes, all kinds of problems going on, why there's such corruption in the city. Why are we going into this? Why is it that our nation is in such terrible, terrible turmoil? What is going on? We cry out. I'll show you something here. It'll help you to understand a little bit of what I'm talking about. What is this talking about? Pephisteria. Officials announced a $365,000 grant to North Carolina to help the state cope with its first major 1998 outbreak of pephisteria. Pisidia, a toxic cell that kills fish and is suspected of harming humans. The outbreak on the Noose River last week killed nearly 200,000 fish. James Baker, director of National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, said the mild winter and early spring in the east favored the outbreaks of such toxic plagues. All right, it looks sensible what he said, but I want to tell you what is causing this, what's taking place. Let's go to the next one. If you believe that, hope we're focused in here. USA Today, 730-98. Where are we at? Pephisteria, federal officials announced again. I'm sorry, I got the wrong wording there. I'll have to read it from here. You read it while I talk about it. What is taking place in our nation? It speaks that what is contributing to this is sewage going into the waterways. You see that? Sewage. And all manner of fertilizers and these kind of things going into it. All right, what is sewage? It's the blood of the innocents running down off our streets and off of our abortion clinics, running out of our houses of prostitution, running out of our houses, all manner of alternative lifestyle. You don't think this is displeasing to God? I want to tell you it's displeasing to God. God says, if you continue in this lifestyle, the land will vomit you out. People are saying to me all the time, no, Henry, there's not a chance. There's not a chance. America is not going to get hit. Well, I want to tell you something. If we don't straighten up and begin to repent in this nation, America is going to be hit. And God will turn this nation over to a nation that is pagan. He did it every time the children of Israel went awry. With God, what happened? The Philistines are one of those other five nations. The, the uh, Amalekites, the Moabites, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Perizzites. Some of these nations came in to attack them. What happened? What does Hittites mean? God mentioned seven nations 
in Deuteronomy. Seven nations that were greater and mightier than the children of Israel. Seven nations greater and mightier, he says. He says, I'll send them in on you. What do they mean? Let's look at what they mean here. See if this sounds familiar with what the problems is, is in America here. Chapter 7, Deuteronomy, verse 1. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee. The Hittites. What does Hittite mean? It means terror, or to break down by violence, confusion, and fear. Are we having any problem with terror and violence, confusion, and fear? How about the Girgashites? Girgashites means partial or mixture, such as truth and error. Are we having a problem deciphering what truth is in this nation? Major problem. What about the next one? Amorite. That means powerful or militant or loves the publicity or prominence. We got any problem with that in this nation? How about Canaanites? Are there any of them running around? Canaanites means cowardice or bent knee. Got any cowards running around? Oh, we need some mighty men. How about these Perizzites? Oh, boy. Means to dominate or self-sufficient attitude. Got any of that in America? Have we got any of the Hivites? Oh, boy, we got to watch out for this one. It means life giver and in a false, deceptive way. We got any of that kind of stuff running around? How about Jebusites? Jebusite means kingdom of self. I tell you, America, we're in trouble. If we're not guilty with the natures of the na nations that God drove out from the children of Israel to give them their land, then what are we? If we take on the natures of those who had the land before us, what were, were we going to wind up with? It took me two, two and a half years to walk the, the path of the Mound Indians across America. God told me there was a direct correlation with the Mound Indians and the youth of our nation. I began up in Owego, New York, and coming down through New York and parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, down parts of Kentucky and Virginia, Virginia and, and uh, Kentucky and Indiana, into Missouri, up into uh, Muscatine, Iowa, where the Bear Mounds are, the Serpent Mounds by Cincinnati, outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, on up the Missouri River, all the way to Bismarck, North Dakota, where the last Mound Indians are. Guess what the last Mound Indians are? They're right across the, the, the yard from where General Custer rode out in Custer's last stand from Fort Abe Lincoln. The fort was named after Abe Lincoln. General Custer rode out there to his demise and all of his men. Right above it is Fort Lookout. As we were walking down and praying in eastern, in East St. Louis, I came on a museum. And in this museum were many articles and drawings and sketches made by priests, Catholic priests who come in as missionaries, and by trappers. And they, they explained the youth of the Mound Indians. See if this doesn't sound familiar. The youth of the Mound Indians. I'm going to interrupt right there, but I really want you to get these seven DVDs. Top Soviet War Plans for America, Russian Defector Warns America, I Saw Subs Attack America, Russian Bear Awakes, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapon, Storm Judgment and Revival, and the First 34 Orders. Also, get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War, free, valued at $230 for a gift of $50. But... You can call 785-266-1112 and get a code and go to watchprophecyclub.com and you can watch all seven of them. 
for the next 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. Watch all seven of them for 90 days, gift of $20. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for those gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160 that's $640 each. 15 for $120, that's $8 bucks each. 10 for 100 obviously $10 each. 6 for $70, 4 for $50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Go visit WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch over 160 Prophecy Club titles for an introductory monthly recurring subscription of just $20 a month, or a yearly subscription for $200. The early $200 subscription is the best deal because it locks in your rate against increases in monthly subscriptions. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. You'll love the format. It's easy to watch, and the quality is great. WatchProphecyClub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out today.